broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue. Two Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Olde College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Pole Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Pole Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Bell Chase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at Nash FM. 1061.com. Our tune-in app available for you anywhere in the world to listen in. Of course, you can get us at home via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN, our Nash Icon 1061 FM podcast available following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, and click on podcast to listen back to what you may have missed. You can email us. It's ed at WGNO.com. Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or call the show at 504 504- 260 That's 504-260-1061. Much to get into this morning from the Pelicans losing to the Saints' pursuit of Derek Carr to the NFL scouting combine to college basketball to college baseball, of course, to high school playoff sports as well, which is where I am stationed here this morning at University Center in Hammond on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana for the final day of the 2023 Oxford LHSA Girls March Madness State Championship Games. Five championships to be decided today. The other five were decided yesterday. Congratulations to Oakdale, Northwood, Lena, Parkview Baptist, Oak Hill, and Hathaway for claiming state titles yesterday. Today, 
John Curtis Christian takes on Lafayette at noon for the Division I select title. And at 2 p.m., the Division II select championship, Lafayette Christian against St. Louis Catholic. And then at 4 p.m., the Division III non-select championship will be Rose Pine in a meet. And at 6 p.m., the Division II non-select championship, Wasman against Albany. And then the finale is the Division I non-select title game at 8 p.m. between Parkway and Ponchatoula. We'll have full coverage at CrescentCitySports.com. Of course, the boys' quarterfinals taking place all over the place last night. Uh, mixed bag of results for local teams, but some advancing. And congratulations to Newman, to Carver, to Archbishop Shaw. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a good night for some, not quite as good for a few others. But bottom line is we have decided teams that are going to Lake Charles, one of the better stories is Crescent City Christian, who won last night. And last year they were, what, a two-win team? And here they are back in the semifinals this year. So great story there. Ed Daniels, sports director of WGNO, of ABC 26, of course, of CrescentCitySports.com, of 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, the Clarion Herald, joining us as always. Edward, good morning to you. Hello, my friend. How are you? Doing fine here, just... I finished watching the Southeastern Louisiana men get ready for the Southland Conference Tournament as they practiced here this morning. And the Southland Tournament going on in Lake Charles starting tomorrow. UNO plays tomorrow evening. A game you can hear right here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon. And, of course, getting ready for the championship games here today in Hammond. It's been a pretty good week here overall. They do a nice job here and close to home. And, of course, have some local interest here uh, with, you know, some teams from Tangipahoa Parish and Albany and Amit and Ponchatoula and then John Curtis Christian, of course, from Jefferson Parish. Yep. Um, ought to be an interesting day of basketball. Uh, ought to be fun. I just mentioned, I was thinking about this and I mentioned the schedule and looking at these teams, boy, a whole bunch of these teams have played in your All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic from Lafayette yep. to John Curtis to Lafayette Christian. St. Louis mm -hmm. Catholic's been there. Amit, of course, has been there. Albany in the past, Ponchatoula, uh, these these teams have all been there, and I know you're planning on getting Wasman there. So, it's again that just is another illustration of how good that event is in early January. Well, we're already extending invitations to uh, to various clubs, and uh, that's something that uh, frankly I'm going to be working on this weekend for uh, quite a few hours on Sunday and uh, all of next week to try to uh, do everything I can to. Uh, to get that field together for uh, for next year, and um, you know, um, you know, it's it's an interesting process. Let me just put it to you that way. And it's it's interesting to me that when you you call coaches and they tell you they're not going to be very good, okay, and then they wind up in the state semifinals or finals. It's to get my drift. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> well. I understand, and I'm looking at the schedule today. John Curtis and Lafayette, they played last year, not this year, but you know, le but last season they played in the Sugar Bowl tournament. That was a great game. I covered the game. John Curtis won 69-66. Of course, that was a year ago. This is a different year. They're both very good. That should be a really good game. Yep, Lafayette, I think it's going to be an excellent game. Lafayette Christian's almost a dynasty. They're just terrific, and... Jada Richard's a brilliant player. She'll be, she's the number one player in Louisiana for next year. She's a junior. And she's mm -hmm. really good if you haven't had a chance to see her. And Lafayette Christian and St. Louis Catholic, that's a heck of a matchup because these are two-time defending state champions meeting 
in a title game because now they're in the same classification. So that's really amazing. A meet, you know, a year after losing their best player, is back again in the championship game. Uh, just a really good job there by the Lady Warriors. Albany has been really good all season long. The Hornets, they've, they're outstanding. They're going to have to be excellent today against Watsman. And then Parkway Ponchatoula. The game last year was one of the best games I've ever seen. Double overtime game that Parkway lost Ponchatoula won at 80 to 79 in a phenomenal game. And they're back again this year, these two. Now, there's no doubt Parkway's the favorite. They're, they're deeper and they have more talent this year. But what a job by Patricia Landash to get her team back to this title game. Beat the number one seed Walker in the semifinals. They trailed the whole game, came from behind late, won the game. and. And they're back in it a year later facing Parkway. Tall task, but that's quite a job by the Green Wave. Yep, they've done a great job, and they played really well the other night to outscore Walker 16-4 in the fourth quarter. That's a tremendous victory. You know, and I want to say this too, and then I want to move on, but, you know, some people have, have brought to light a little uh, skirmish that took place in the tournament that Ponchatoula was involved in, and anybody that checks it out and watches the video will see that it was... Mm -hmm. A couple of players, one from each side, they got involved, and Ponchatoula players did not leave the bench. And the coach and her assistant were out there immediately and grabbing player involved and pulling her out of there. And some parents got involved, but players did not. So, mm -hmm. you know, to, uh, to set the record straight, you know, that school did not deserve anything other than what was imposed mm -hmm. initially. And because nobody left the bench, it's it's mm -hmm. a lot different scenario than what we've seen in some mm -hmm. other situations. Mm -hmm. You and I were at a game last night, uh, and what a great win for Catholic New Iberia, big upset of Country Day. But Catholic New Iberia's star center left the mm -hmm. bench in the third quarter. And there wasn't a brawl, but there was a scuffle for a jump ball, a, a tie ball mm -hmm. with players rolling on the ground. And, you know, no fight ensued, but they were just fighting over the ball and a little testy, but nothing happened. And the center, who was resting at the time, left the bench, and that's an immediate disqualification. The officiating crew from Thibodeau saw it, they got it right, and disqualified him. It's a shame, but these rules are in place for a reason. You do not want to see uh, this kind of activity take place that we've seen, which unfortunately cost a couple of really good teams a chance to participate in the playoffs on the boys' side this year. So uh, that's a good example, though, and again, Restraint is the better part of valor, and that was an example last night. But speaking of that, Country Day was up 31-25 when their star center got kicked out for Catholic New Iberia, and all the Panthers did was come back and, and rally and dominate the fourth quarter. That was quite a win for them. Yeah, it was a really nice win for them, Kenny. You know, and as far as, as, far as the, uh, the fighting is concerned, if you watch the video of the other game, and I'm not getting into the teams. No, me I, I, I thought that... Uh, I thought that Mr. Boni made the right decision yes. to do exactly what he did. Okay, No because doubt about it. Look, that they're, wasn't they're... a fight. That was ugly. Okay? Yeah, that's and a brawl. That's a brawl. That's a yeah. brawl, and there's, yeah. and there's a difference. And there's, there's no way that you can – and I've seen this individual on social media trying to justify that. Yeah, me too. And, and you know, I just – I just no, had I, to. I, I, it was a head scratcher for me. I'll just leave it at that. Right. But there's, here's the, here's the there's thing. There's no comparison. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. Mm -hmm. When you're used to trying to control everything and you can't control something, you yeah. know, about you're going to protest and all of this other stuff. Yeah. You know what? If that's the way you feel, fine. But 
I, I think the right decision was made. And, yep. and look, in defense of the association, they have said on many times, many, many, many times that they're going to uh, enforce unsportsmanlike conduct. Okay. Yep. And, and, and that's what has to happen. I mean, you know, I tell this story all the time. One year at our tournament, this is five or six years ago, there was a player who, uh, who threw a punch in a game and he got kicked out. Well, the next day he's on the floor warming up. And I'm not going to go the, to, the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the head coach and say, hey, coach, this guy shouldn't be on the floor. That's mm -hmm. his responsibility. It is not right. mine. Correct. Okay? I have nothing to do with that. And look, once the game begins, once the officials are out on the floor, they are in charge. All right? And, and we've had a couple of instances in our tournament where things have gotten heated. And I just look at the officials and say, look, it's your game. Tell me what you want to do. And there's a certain protocol that you have to you have to follow. And on game night, the protocol, without a doubt, is the the officiating crew makes the decision, and they tell us what to do. Yep. And you know, to put a cap on that, with regard to Ponchatoula, uh, the one game suspension of a few players, then was followed up by Ponchatoula itself suspending players for another game. They're doing that on their own. In other words, policing and doing the right thing to send a message that needed to be sent in that situation. But again, all you need to do is watch the video. You can see the restraint that took place, and, and it was unfortunate. But again, there is really no comparison, and this is not meant to disparage the other schools in question at all. They're really fine schools with fine, really good basketball teams, and I hated to see it, really did. But you have to have these measures in place because there's no place for fighting uh, in high school sports. I mean, there just isn't. And you can't have that, and you can't justify it. You've got to have some measure of discipline involved to deter those kind of behaviors from taking place. It's, to me, that's, yep. that's it. Right. And, you know, if you, again, you look at the video, you understand the decision, and if people are unhappy with that, and they're going to be unhappy with it, um, you know, hey, that's just the way it is, and you move on. Yep. I mean, we've seen it in other sports in recent years, too, where teams, you know, were forfeited out because of incidents on the field. And, and look, again, I'm like you, I commend the LHSA for, for handling this situation properly. And uh, again, you and I have these discussions all the time, and we're never going to agree with some of the things that take place uh, from the organization's perspective. But uh, I will say this, and I would... I would bet you would back me up. Uh, not only do they have very tough jobs, uh, and they're, they're going to catch criticism no matter what they do across the board. And I would say, from my perspective, for the most part, for the most part, they do a really good job. They, they try very hard to do the right things. This, this organization has tried to put the whole organization back together two or three times now. And their latest move to unite some schools and select and non-select I think is a good move, whether it sticks remains to be seen. But aside from that, I think there's some other good things that have been done. Are there things that we disagree with? Yes. But at the same time, I, I do want to say that because, and nobody's sitting by me here, I'm just saying this because I recognize uh, how difficult it is. And look, I talked to some of the administrators, talked to Eric Held yesterday, talked to Karen Hoyt, you know, who administrates the basketball championships here, very nice person. and. Enjoy visiting with her. Of course, Adam McDowell, who runs a wrestling and talking to Adam. And 
and Mr. Bonine, you know, came by and said hi and said a few words yesterday or two. So, yeah, look, uh, they have difficult jobs. No one's ever going to agree. No matter what they do, people are going to disagree with them. It's no different than every time you show up on camera. No matter who, what you say or how you say it, somebody's not going to like it. Somebody's going to mm -hmm. disagree with it. And the same thing every time I open a microphone on radio or write something uh, for Crescent City Sports. It's the same premise. So, look, uh, you just stick to the truth. Uh, you try to do the very best job you can. You're never going to get total support. And you're never going to be right every time, but you're going to try to be. And I think that reflects not only what we do, but what the organization does. I, I give them credit because it's not easy. And as I've said a thousand times, I will not agree with some things that they do. And I've stated some of those things publicly, and so have you. But I, I do appreciate the job that they do overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, I, I, I think the, the, the change uh, has, has improved the playoffs substantially. In, in not only football, I think in football it improved the playoffs, but I also think in basketball it's improved the playoffs as well. And there are a lot more good games in the first and second round, and that wasn't the case before. And they, they, they have improved. Now, some of these games are still lopsided because, frankly, we have way too many championships. And I have people from other states asking me, like, for instance, in basketball, how do you have eight championships? Well, you know, well, you have ten. Yeah. You actually have ten, yeah. but you know they think you have eight, but you actually have ten. In football, you've got eight championships. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I I don't know how we do that for a state our size or where we got to, but it I think it shows the um, the rift. That, that exists between public and private is still very much alive. And I don't want to get into that this morning. No. We've gone on and on about all of Correct. that ad nauseum. But we still have way too many classes. But, but what has been done has been a welcome change, and it has made the playoffs better. And it has made some teams who shouldn't be in the playoffs not be in the playoffs. Correct. And we've gone from 12 to 10 in basketball, ditto for baseball and softball, football from 9 to 8. As you mentioned, it's still too many, but it's an improvement, and there are more teams in respective classes. There are still some buys, which is unfortunate. I think kids deserve the full playoff experience, but again, uh, this is better than what existed previously. Now it's a matter of whether schools will say, yeah, we're okay with this, or whether they will not. And frankly, I don't know why they wouldn't say they're okay because traditional public schools benefit from this greatly. They no longer have to compete with non-traditional public schools who draw from from all over the place, which makes Correct. it very difficult for them to compete with. So the people that should be the happiest, private schools are obviously happy because they get more teams in their brackets, but traditional public schools are the ones that benefit the most. So I don't know why any of them would be against this measure or would vote to end this because this is greatly beneficial to those schools and I don't want to get into single out individual schools but you already have seen this and so have I some of these traditional public schools have greatly benefited from this a couple of them have won state championships whereas in the previous format I don't think a couple of those schools would have won state championships no no and you know look that that's a good thing and and I don't I don't have I don't have any problem with it um it was a um, 
you know, and I, and I think the longer it goes and the fact that we've had almost an entire calendar academic year to, to hone in on this is, is a good thing. Now, you know, there's, there's some things that I don't like, for instance, where some of these state championships are contested, mm -hmm. right? I don't, agree, I don't agree with that, and uh -huh. I, I certainly don't agree with wrestling. Although, I, I, truth, total truth, I have not been to Bozia. I can only rely on what you tell me and that it's a great arena, but it's, it's also five hours from, from where, four or five hours from where most of the wrestlers are from. So I, I think that's, that's a negative, and I, and I really don't understand. If, I, if I'm missing something, Kenny, you tell me. But as far as I know, the only championship <laughs> now uh, uh, is in New Orleans. It, uh, we have in New yeah. Orleans is football, right? I got, I got, I got Vince Cascopo walking by right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it on him, okay? Oh, so. <laughs> He just he just walked by laughing, so uh, all good. He didn't hear what you said, but it was just kind of funny because no. he was coming up and patting me on the back. And, and yeah, look, you're right. Uh, everything you said is right. Uh, I can tell you firsthand uh, that Bozier does a great job, as I've said over and over again. The arena is outstanding. The setup for wrestling is great. And mm -hmm. the Shreveport Bozier Sports Commission does a terrific job. And they bid on it, and they offer them a rent-free bid, which is significant. And, mm -hmm. of course, as I mentioned before, this time around, no one else bid on it. It's different in the past. This time around, they absolutely positively belong there in Bozier because no one else bid on it. That's it. Last time, previous times, that was a different story because you did have others bidding on it. And then they made the choice. And as I've said continuously, and I've done the numbers over and over again, there's 83 schools wrestling, 65 were you know, from south of I-10. And, you know, so that was pretty much it was all about the participation aspect and the travel and hotels and the cost and everything else imaginable. So that's it. Look, uh, that situation is such where, as I've said before, uh, it's a two year deal. They sign these two year deals. That's what they do when they they win bids. So they'll have another year in Bozier with wrestling. And then we'll see if anybody bids on it again. Baton Rouge got it for two years because they bid on it and they got it over Bozier, I might add, who also bid at the time. But nobody really talked about that, but Baton Rouge got it. They won it. But then they didn't bid this time around, and Kenner didn't bid, and no one else bid, so it went to Bozier. With regard to the other events, it's the same process. It's a bid process, and, you know, look, they do a good job here in Hammond. Uh, this is easy access for us because, as you know, it's an, easy, it's an easy trip to get here, and they do a good job. And, you know, I'm looking at Andrew Bishak right now, my friend, and they do a great job here administrating the event, and it's very successful. And then, of course, the boys being in Lake Charles. I've been to Burton Coliseum over and over again, as you have. And mm -hmm. they, they do a good job there. They're all in. They do the best, best job they can possibly do uh, at that facility. Are there other good facilities? Without a doubt uh, in the state. Uh, would there be better locations? Possibly. But, again, you, you got to step up and bid on it. So we'll see. Look, uh, as it is right now, uh, the wealth is spread out throughout the state. And I'm a fan of some. I'm not a fan of the others. Uh, Unlike you, I don't have a big problem with Burton. My biggest, uh, my biggest issues are softball and baseball, as I've said many times, because uh, I, I understand why they do it, because they need a lot of diamonds and fields, but I don't understand necessarily why it's, it's like it is right now, because it's a situation that, you know, it doesn't feel like a championship at all. It just doesn't, and never has, and that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I uh... You know, I, I, the people in Sulphur do a very nice job, okay? And they're, they're yeah. terrific to work with. They're very Without nice. Without a doubt. 
I just don't think that kind of setup, you know, where you're playing where where there's games on other fields, is what a state championship should be. When I when I think of uh, state baseball championships, and I know you can't do this anymore, no. but I you know I think of Alec Box Stadium. When, of when course. The, when the, when the championships were contested there, when the basketball games were played at the at the PMAC, I mean that was fan, that was a fantastic. Uh, atmosphere and I don't I don't think that I think that you should have a standalone stadium much like there was at Southeastern last year which was a great venue and was yep. very well done it was well let's not forget that we had baseball state championships at Zephyr Field and we also Correct. had baseball state championships at Turchin Stadium so New Iberia uh, did a great job okay it wasn't a it wasn't right. a plush ballpark no but but they did a great job of hosting that championship. The people there were fantastic. So did and, Denham but Springs. It was also, but it's Denham Springs, but it was mm -hmm. also a standalone ballpark. Correct. And 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 that's my point about all of this. Yeah, that's it. You need to have a standalone ballpark. Agreed. All right, it's 504-260-1061 to join us. We'll take a time out here. Still to come, we'll get into the Pelicans and Saints, of course. Uh, college basketball, when we return, the latest on college baseball as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show. Ken and Ed here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights. Here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods. Here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are Realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all, here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. risk getting stranded with a bad battery let the professional parts people at o'reilly auto parts test your battery for free if it needs to be replaced get up to a 15 dollars o'reilly gift card after rebate with purchase of select superstart batteries for power performance and reliability choose superstart batteries at o'reilly auto parts oh 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 o'reilly auto parts what do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey, not away. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. -day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no! Pizza, pizza! Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. 
Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Need new wiper blades but not sure which ones are right for you? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts can help. We'll show you options for your vehicle and even install your new wiper blades for free. Right now, save $10 per pair on Bosch Focus wiper blades so you can see better in any weather. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters show on 106.1 Nash Icon, Nash FM 1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504-260-1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. As we continue live from University Center in Hammond where the LHSA girls state championship games conclude today with five games as mentioned earlier starting at noon with John Curtis Christian against Lafayette in the Division I select bracket championship game. College baseball last night much to discuss some good and one not so good, of course, to start with the University of New Orleans. They win 10-3 over Brown in a game heard right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Privateers over 500 now, of course, had a good midweek win, a thrilling 6-5 win at Turchin Stadium against Tulane. And, of course, Tulane, that's the downside. They got beat uh, by UCLA 10-3 last night, 1-8 on the year. Uh, really tough going. Schedule's tough. Team's not quite good enough. I think it's going to get better, but it's tough sledding, and Tulane fans are not accustomed to seeing this at least at this level one and eight LSU meanwhile of course with a convincing win last night and you know they're number one in the country they hit the ball well but the story really is Paul Skeens because when you look at what he's done uh, LSU won 12 to 2 over Butler last night I'm not sure there's a better pitcher in the country uh, his first pitch of the game last night was registered at 101 miles an hour uh, he went on to strike out 12 did not give up a run uh, over the course of his innings pitched in the game, uh, and he was just absolutely dominant. Uh, as Jay Johnson said afterwards, this was a clinic tonight put on by Paul, and I think that's accurate, but Eddie's really kind of been this way every time out, and he's just absolutely dominant, and that's why LSU, despite the fact that they have good hitting, has a chance on the national scene because they've got that legitimate ace who's maybe as good as any ace there is in the country. Well, he's awfully good, Kenny. 
and he throws real hard. And it, when you don't walk anybody and strike out that many, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's that's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, look, if you go back and you and you look at all the all the years that, for the most part, when LSU went to Omaha and they had a chance to win a championship, they mm-hmm. had a guy like that, uh, a, a a really good number one starter. Yep. And um, and you know. The thing about it is, is that if he's pitching on Friday, then you've got to figure for the most part you're going to win those games. So even if you're on the road, you have to split the other two games to win the series. I mean, it just gives you such an advantage to have a guy like that as your Friday starter. Now, I know he's going to be up against other Friday starters in the SEC, which makes it a lot harder. But, I mean, look, let's, let's be honest. This LSU team right now, let's just say that they get into SEC play. And how, how many games you play in the SEC? 30? Yes. Let's, let's just say that they, they win uh, 18 of those or they win two-thirds of them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to they're get a super regional. They're going to get a national eight seed. And, and that's what it's all about, to accumulate as many wins as you can and this guy's going to help them do that. That's all about getting the Super Regional round at home. That's really what it's all about if you want to get to Omaha. And they haven't been able to do that in recent years. And you look at their lineup, and you have guys that haven't hit to their prescribed level yet, but they're going to. The guys that have, Dylan Cruz and Gavin Dugas, have been off the charts. But Trey Morgan will hit. Tommy White is starting to hit. We know what he's all about. So Joe Bears had a good start to the season. You know, they've got they've got the dudes in their lineup to produce runs. There's no question in my mind. Oh, they got it. There, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. But but when you have when you have that starter on the top of your rotation, mm-hmm. it just changes everything. Well, it does, and obviously it's put them in a great position to compete in the toughest league in the country and to compete for a national championship. Delgado took it on the chin yesterday. They're now 12-3. and They got beat by Pensacola State 10-2. to Chris Olivier got beat. He's really good but had a rough day over in Pensacola. They continue to play today, but 12-3 and on the year. They're obviously a good team as well where college baseball is concerned. And I guess the, you know, the, the two-lane story, and I, I think it's, I know some people are already jumping off the, the cliff, so to speak, uh, with Jay Ullman, and I, don't, I think that's premature. Look, uh, he was able to keep a few players by him being promoted to the job, whether people agreed with that or not. Look, they did make, they tried with Jake Otro, didn't get him. And then they did what they thought was the next best thing to promote Jay, uh, who I like. He's a good guy. I think he's a good baseball man. I think he's he's got the right approach and ideas. The, you know, the problem is that they didn't have real good talent, uh, frankly, returning and they're playing very difficult competition. I would say that if they were playing lesser teams, that that record might be a bit different at this point. Not making excuses, just trying to put it in perspective and state fact. Well, I mean, look, um, if they played a different schedule than they're playing right now, would their record be different? Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, and no one would be complaining. Right. Uh, um, You know, I mean, this is, look, whether you agree or disagree, you know, whether this pays off or not, you know, we really don't know. But I think he's, 
what he what he said when he took over the program and is, is that he's looking at the long game and this is how he's going to schedule and the players want to play this type of schedule mm -hmm. now what you're hoping it does is it pays off when you get into conference play right that's what you hope absolutely i think it's a matter of being able to withstand the early hurt and to be competitive in their league, which I think they can be, but it's been pretty difficult uh, thus far. And, and again, not accustomed to seeing that program at that level of play, and that's where it is right now. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. Saints and Pelicans extensively still to come when we return following this time out. College basketball, LSU, Xavier, Loyola, all of these entities, among others, as we continue. This is the Three Tailgaters Show, a Saturday morning tradition. Glad you're with us. Ken and Ed back in just a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana High School State Championships, the Sugar Bowl's support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renters and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. For 16 years, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football, and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. And the Prep Player of the Year will be presented the Ronald E. Gardner Award on the field at Caesar Superdome during the 2022 RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl Wednesday night, December 21st. Tickets available now at NewOrleansBowl.com. 
Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes. I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No. It's super fast and easy. And I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code HEAT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code HEAT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code HEAT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HEAT. Want the total sports package? Let's talk prep, college, pro, all sports, all the time. You get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com with Ken and Ed. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. LSU women taking care of business at the SEC tournament. Yesterday they defeated... Georgia, 83-66. It really wasn't that close. Tigers they built a 28-point lead and and relaxed in the fourth quarter, but just had control of the game. No issues for LSU in the opener in the SEC tournament. Alexis Morris, you know, again, when she plays this way, then LSU is going to be very good because Alexis had 28 points and she was 5 for 9 from three-point range. When she is on, they are a dangerous team because she gives them that legitimate outside threat. She's a good three-point shooter. She's, of course, handling the ball. And when she plays this way, LSU's really good. Angel Reese uh, really had uh, one of those unusual games. She only had 15 points and six rebounds. And, of course, they never had to worry about that because they had control of the game. She's been, uh, of course, a double-double machine all year long. And then uh, Flauze Johnson, the talented freshman, 21 points, eight rebounds. So, again, when you get Morris and Johnson doing this and contributing in that fashion, uh, this becomes a dangerous team. LSU gets Tennessee now uh, in the semifinals course, South Carolina, the prohibitive favorite. They won their game against Arkansas. So LSU's got a tough matchup with Tennessee. Tennessee's good. The third seed, 6 p.m. game in, in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And then, of course, the winner would go on to the championship game. I guess right now, Ed, the question for LSU would be, is there any plausible scenario under which they would get a number one seed as compared to a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, beat South Carolina in the finals? That wouldn't do it. <laughs> but uh, good luck with that, right? Especially right. playing I mean, them, you know, but look, especially playing South them in South Carolina. I mean, you beat South Carolina in the finals in Greenville. I mean, uh, I, you know, somebody's going to say, you know what? That's a quality win. Maybe this team needs to be a number one seed. Well, that would definitely do it. I mean, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But no, that but would look, be they've the got a, one they've, scenario. They've got to, they've got to grind through Tennessee today, Kenny. Tennessee's yep. not going to be an easy out. I mean, that's that. That no. was a tough game they played in Baton Rouge. Are they a little bit better than Tennessee? Yes, but you know they still got to play the game. But I mean, if you ask me how to get a number one seed. I think that's how you do it. It's not going to be easy, though. You know, as mentioned, when Morris and Johnson play the way they played yesterday, 
this is a dangerous team because all year long they've been struggling a little bit from three-point range and struggling to find that second or third option. And when these two play this way, uh, this team is capable of playing with anyone else not named South Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've they've been they've been really good, and um, they you know I I think that uh, what Kim Mulkey has done in in such a short time there, it's been pretty amazing, and um, you know I I think I I think it's inevitable, I, I don't know if inevitable is the right word, but I think it's highly likely that in the next year or two, you know. Certainly in the near future that LSU wins a, a national championship in the sport and probably wins another college World Series. And in football, they're not bad either. No, I think they have a shot in that sport too. Uh, clearly, with the way that program is, is progressing and the type of players they're attracting, the, the kind of players you must have to compete and to win in that league. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And of course, also in college basketball, it's been Again, flying below radar, but both Xavier and Loyola have teams in the NAIA National Tournament. Xavier won its conference championship tournament to qualify, and they're going to Idaho to play in the opening round next Tuesday. And again, this is no revelation because Xavier's been that type of program you know, for many, many years. The Gold Rush continue to excel, and again, we, we mentioned before, they fly below radar a little bit because they don't get the, the attention that they deserve. But Alfred Williams has done a great job. We're going to have him on the radio show Monday night from Idaho. And so congratulations to Xavier. And, of course, the Loyola men and women, both in the NEIA National Tournament, is third and fourth seeds respectively. The men third, the women fourth, and they're, they're double hosting. I mean, they're hosting next Tuesday. Men and women both playing at home in the opening rounds at the Den and that's going to be a great scene to be able to see those two teams in that situation. And Kelly Kennedy's done a, just a terrific job over an extended period of time with her program. She's been here in Hammond watching uh, the girls play. And then, of course, on the boys' side of things, I mean, again, you, you would have thought this would have been a little bit of a rebuilding year. You know, when you lose so many key players, when you lose your coach, and yet... Here are the Wolfpack, you know, back in the national tournament in a great position. And uh, you just have to, they're 24 and 6. And you got to give an enormous amount of credit to the program at large because this is not easy to sustain, first of all. But to lose the players they lost and to be in this position uh, is pretty special. And I, I just have a lot of respect for what Loyola has been able to do this year. Uh, the women, as mentioned, they continue to get it done. And the men, you know, getting it done like this, just a lot of credit to Donald Reyes because, you know, you take over a situation where you lose all these people and you're the coach succeeding a national championship coach. That's that's pretty hard stuff, and he's done a great job. He's done a great job. You know, look at their baseball program. It's good. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, doing, they're doing really well in a lot of sports. And, you know, I... I I've always felt that they need to look at moving up. Well, they're 23rd in the nation in baseball right now. <laughs> Excuse me. They're 23rd in the nation in baseball right now as well. So, again, uh, across the board, their athletic program is very good. Loyola baseball winning over Houston Victoria 5-4 to four yesterday. So, again, you advocate them moving up. <laughs> I do. 
Yep. I, I do. I, I've always felt that, you know, and I know uh, you and I both experienced this in the 70s, but I, I felt that what was decided or whatever in 1972 or 73 was an erroneous decision. And, um, you know, the, the only people who can replace that is the, um, you know, is the school itself. The only thing who can reverse that, probably a better term, is the school itself and what they've done with their athletic department I'm not criticizing what they've done with their athletic department yeah, is admirable I think it's been really good but you know that it is possible to do to do a lot more and they've hired excellent coaches who have done a great job men's basketball the University of New Orleans playing very well down the stretch they'd won four in a row before losing at McNeese uh, in a close game on Wednesday. Now they go back to the Legacy Center in Lake Charles to play in the Southland Conference Tournament. As mentioned, tomorrow night, game here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Uh, look, I mean, the Southland's a one-bid league. Obviously, only the tournament champion will advance. And UNO certainly an underdog, but, you know, got their best player back later in the season, playing better, as mentioned, at one four or 5 So, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, it's set up for the higher seeds the way the tournament is is set up with buys and such. But at the same time, you know, you you give New Orleans a puncher's chance in that. Same thing with Southeastern Louisiana. I think that tournament's uh, pretty wide open, although Corpus has had a really good year. They are. They're good. Yeah, yeah. They're good. One, and I, one team that looks the part, yeah. Yeah, and they've got to, they've got to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think so. But, again, uh, Mark Schlesinger, I saw him. At the game last night, I'm sure you may have too at the Country Day Catholic New Iberia game and talked to him quite a bit last night and and obviously has his team playing better. So, again, that game tomorrow night here on 106.1 FM. And then, of course, Tulane men's basketball. They've kind of hit the wall a little bit, Ed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, they won last night. You know, I, I asked Ron Hunter about, about playing uh, all those guys, all those minutes, and – he doesn't seem to think it's a problem. He always said that he had a short rotation. Um, you know, I think what you're seeing is is that uh, they have limitations as a team. They have a nice team. You know, Jalen Cook's a good player. Jalen Forbes is a very good player. Uh, you know, Kevin Cross is really good, but they don't really have mm-hmm. a true point guard, and they don't rebound that well. And um, and I think uh, that that is their, I don't want to say their issues, but maybe their limitations as a team. And they probably have to shoot it pretty well to have a chance to win games. And last night, Forbes had a good game. They won. He did. 81-78 over East Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got into the 80s. But, you know, look, when you when – you, and I also think this happened too. Ever since they got shellacked a second time by Houston, for a while there, for a good week or so, they weren't the same team. Mm-hmm. They and, lost their in a row. I, right. And I went to the Wichita State game on Sunday, and Wichita State played good. Mm-hmm. They played well. They played they well. Got to give them credit. No doubt about it. I mean, and you know, UNO has come on at the end of at the end of the season. Yep. And um, and they they played better. Forbes had 25 points last night. 19 for Cook. 15 for Kevin Cross. Their big three. 18 wins now. They've got the one game in the regular season left as Tulane uh, with Temple at Fogelman coming up on Sunday at 1 p.m. I said, we talked about it a few weeks back, I said that the goal for Tulane is to get to 20, and they're at 18 right now. 
So if they can, if they can beat Temple at home, then they get to the conference tournament, you know, and get to 20, that would be a magical season. And I certainly think 20 would, would get them into a postseason tournament. Uh, maybe the NIT, which would be a huge step up if that's the case. The only chance they have to get to the NCAA tournament would be to win the American Athletic Conference tournament, which is at Fort Worth uh, well, starting you, on March 9th. Well, when you, look, when you look at the net, they're in the 90s. Yep. They're 1-3 against Quadrant 1, and they're 9-1 against Quadrant 4. They just don't yep. have enough quality wins. No. So the only way they're going to get in. Now, the one thing you want to do is make sure you win a game or two in that tournament so you can, you, you can definitely go to the NIT. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to be able to do. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be tough for anybody to beat Houston. I think Houston's the best team in the country. I've said that for weeks now, watching some of these other teams. I've seen Kansas two or three times. I've seen Purdue a couple of times. Of course, I've seen Alabama, uh, what, three times. And I think Houston's better. I, I do. I just think they're better than these teams. If they play to their maximum ability and the others play to their maximum ability, I think Houston's the best team. They're athletic, they're long, they're quick, they defend, and they have enough scoring options. I just I just think they're they're that good. Yeah, I mean and they suffocate on defense. I mean they suffocate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go back and look at that two lane game, they had sixteen steals. Yep. They've got they've they they've got hands everywhere. It seems like I know they're only playing five, but it's like they have eight guys on the court. No doubt. And then, of course, the LSU men are at Florida uh, today. Uh, that game at 5 p.m. in Gainesville. And, you know, this is a game that, you know, just playing out the string, basically, when you look at what the season has presented for them to this particular point in time. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's – it's uh, they they – they're not good enough to close out games. They had a chance to beat Missouri. They're just, they're, they're just short on weapons. And, you know, I, I know they're starting over. Look, I think you got to give this coach some time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he, 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 he built a great program at Murray State. And, and you know, I just, I'm not surprised a bit. Are you? No, not in the least. I mean, it, it is, you know, that's, that's what it is. I mean, they're, they're just not good enough, and it has no, it's no reflection on the coach whatsoever. And some that have pointed to that uh, this early on, again, much like the Jay Ullman situation, that's, that's just premature. That's not, I don't think it's accurate, and I don't think it's fair. So that, that's just my opinion. I think Matt McMahon deserves an opportunity uh, to be judged over the course of maybe three seasons to see what he can do with the program because he did inherit a mess and and he did not have the players you need to compete in a very difficult league. I mean, that's obvious. So, by the way, a cool measure to start Parker Edwards in that game against Missouri. And all he did was make two three-pointers. <laughs> I thought you know, it was great. In six I minutes. I thought it was absolutely great. Ken. And, you know, I got, I got a question, though. Why would you only play him six minutes when he's two for two for oh, three? Oh, I, I absolutely. He made a couple of I mean, shots. It's not like their team is any good. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just asking the question with all due respect right. to the other options that you have. We know K.J. Williams can play. Okay, he's good. But, again, when, with the kind of season you're having, and it was a nice measure to start seniors, but why you 
you know, would move on that quickly after just six minutes. I, I don't know. That's that's just me thinking out loud. It seems to me if a guy plays six minutes, goes two for two from three-point range, you, you might want to let him play a little more. I'll tell you what, he can shoot. There ain't no doubt about that. Yeah, he, he really and, can. You know, look, in, in high school, I saw a bunch of those, all right? Yes. So, I'm, and I know you did too. So yeah. I'm not, <laughs> when they went in, I wasn't surprised. I was like, look, this guy can shoot in his sleep. Okay, he could be in his yep. sleep yep. and just and make threes. That's who he and, is. And to his credit, he stuck it out at LSU. Look, Parker could have gone and played in other places, no question about it. And, you know, he just he loves the program. He wants to be there and mm-hmm. wants to play. You and I both saw Justin Ivietta last night. That's a similar dynamic at Tulane. He could probably go somewhere else and play, but he stuck it out because he loves the school and he loves being in town. and. And he's still there. So there's something to be said about those kind of guys and their loyalty. No doubt about it. I, I love to see those kind of things. You know, like we were, we were at, at Tulane this week and we were interviewing Michael Pratt. And I was like, you know, the guy could have gone somewhere else. And you know that there were a lot of uh, feelers put out to him. And Willie Fritz addressed that. He said, look, when that kind of stuff comes up, I call the other coach. And um, he says, we do not contact anyone until that player is in the portal. Now, I'm not saying that's, you know, whatever. That's what, that's what he said, all right? Yes. But I think it's really cool that a guy like Pratt sticks around. And, you know, I mean, look, Michael Pratt's legacy at Tulane is going to be gigantic. It's going to be with him the rest of his life. And it's just like Sean King's legacy at Tulane will be with him the rest of his life. It'll be incredible. And the thing about Pratt is, if that team this year wins eight games, which I think is a very distinct possibility, I, at this point, I think it's probable that that they're only, and you know, injuries and, and all of that stuff uh, play a role in this, but I think it's probable that, um, that Tulane is favored in all but one of their games. Mm-hmm. Maybe against Ole Miss at home, they're an underdog. And of course, Perhaps. they're on the road against Memphis. Right. But I think it's highly likely that they win at least eight games. Yep. And if, if they win at least eight games, then that is the, the biggest two-year total in the history of the school. Right. And, and, you know, no matter what happens, whether they have a good year or not, and I think they're going to have a fine year, Mm-hmm. But no matter what happens, no one can ever take that Cotton Bowl win away from them, and no one can ever take that accomplishment away from Michael Pratt, especially when he revealed this week that he played with a fractured heel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look, I, I, I just think that it's, it's great to see guys uh, stay in the program and play. And, you know, good for him, and I know he, he's playing a lot, and he had a lot of options, but yep. good for Parker Edwards, too. All right, it's 504-260-1061. If you'd like to join in the conversation, the second hour begins following this brief timeout. We'll get into the Pelicans, but next up we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. The latest on Derek Carr, the latest on free agency, the latest on the combine, everything uh, that you want to talk about. We'll do it with your calls, 504-260-1061. Back with our second hour in just a moment here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. 
What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Searching for fun ways to spend your tax return? Boats for cats. Oh, flotation devices for cats. Don't waste it all on something silly. Spend smarter with Straight Talk. Get our Silver Unlimited plan for $45 a month with unlimited high-speed data and with nationwide 5G. Plus get a Samsung A13 5G for only $99.99, down from $149. If you're looking to get the most out of your refund, your search ends here. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. See latest terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, we personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey girl, <laughs> I'm the cute one, here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code WIN for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WIN. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN, 106.1 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgaters Show on 106.1 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504-260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. 
Second hour begins. Glad you're with us as I originate from University Center in Hammond, where the LHSA Girls State Championship Games resume today. The first game up is at noon between John Curtis Christian and Lafayette. The top seeds squaring off for the title in the Select Division One State Championship Game. John Curtis seeking a seventh consecutive state title under three different coaches would be amazing for that to occur. But Lafayette's very good, and this is going to be a, a very good basketball game coming up first here today among the five championship games to be played. A meet, Albany, Ponchatoula also playing here today in state championship games. NFL scouting combine going on, and everybody's being wowed by 40 times and, and such, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the way it is all the time. I don't want to equate it to, to NFL training camps, uh, which I always say are the most overrated thing in the history of mankind, because they are. Mm -hmm. and, but it's a little bit like that in that people get absolutely caught up in the measurables, which is kind of what the combine is all about, because the teams and the scouts already know what the players' capabilities are. Now, I'm not telling you that a certain number can't change the perception of a player and maybe enhance a player and maybe reveal something you weren't totally aware of, whether it's blinding speed, unbelievable agility, incredible leaping ability, you know, the ability to, uh, to show incredible strength with the, you know, with, the, with the weight press and so forth. But again, there, you have to look at this and you have to look at it with a little bit of trepidation and say, you know what, uh, it's, it's got some value, but you can't put this in a position where you're saying this is who this player is because look how fast he ran, look how much weight he lifted, look how high he jumped, and I think some people tend to do that. Well, I think what's going to happen over the next um, seven weeks or so is going to be uh, pick apart Bryce Young. I think that's, that's what's getting ready to happen here. We've already seen it especially since he measured out at the combine at 510 uh, and 18. Yes. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, Bryce Young is going to be the conversation that everyone is going to have. And, yep. he, and look, it's going to be a pivotal uh, spot in the draft who decides to take him. And and, you know, I you know, I, I think it's likely that Chicago trades, don't you? I think it's a real possibility. Yes, I yeah. think they're they're probably yeah. going to stick with Fields, and they'll probably trade the pick. Yes. Yeah, they'll they'll trade the pick. It's likely they trade. Uh, I'll be curious to see who tries to get all the way up there to get Bryce Young, because uh, I I think Bryce Young's a really good player, and I've 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 seen him play in person several times, and I think the guy's a really good player, and I think mm -hmm. he's incredibly accurate, and he he just throws a beautiful ball. Now. Um, is he shorter than Drew Brees? Probably is. Um, you know, is that a concern? Yep. Will that cost him a few spots? Maybe. Do I think he's going to be a really good player in the NFL? Yes. And that's one of the intriguing things about the draft. If he were two inches taller, no one would be having this conversation. And he'd be the first pick in the draft. Would you agree? Yeah. I, th I Look, I'm looking at this whole quarterback situation right now, and it's – the, the opinions are so different about four of the five, and I say five because I'm talking about Richardson, Hooker, Levis, Stroud, and Young. The only one of the five that 
there seems to be consensus on about what he what he's capable of is Stroud. He seems to be the one that people are most you know, in agreement with about his abilities and what he can do. With Young, mm-hmm. it's it's really like you said, uh, the mm-hmm. abilities there, uh, the intelligence, but the physical nature of it is a real question. Mm-hmm. You know, with Levis, look, uh, Mel Kuyper has Levis as his number one guy, and Levis physically looks the part, but has he put it on the field with any degree of consistency? You could say maybe he wasn't in a great program. Then there's Richardson, who is a phenomenal athlete, and he sure looks the part, and he's big. But there's a level of consistency, and there's wildly different opinions about him that I read all the time. And then there's Hooker, who's a great kid, whose productivity was phenomenal, off the charts, but he suffered a serious injury. So I think all five guys are going to end up going in the first round. But the, where they go is another story, and the opinions on these guys uh, is radically different with the exception of Stroud. He would seem to be the safest bet of these guys, uh, but you know somebody's going to see the ability of one of the others and, and, and take a shot at that guy. So that's kind of how I see this with these quarterbacks, Ed. Mm-hmm. Well... You know, to me, Kenny, if, if I'm looking at Will Levis, here's who I see. Josh Allen. That's okay. who I see. That's a pretty uh, bold statement. Because, well, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to play like Josh Allen. Okay. I just say that physically he reminds me of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And you remember Josh Allen was, what, seventh in the draft? Right. He slid down a little bit, right? He's inconsistent. He played at a smaller school. I'm going through all the stuff that the so-called right. uh, experts, experts said yeah. b- before the draft. The geniuses, okay, right. who know everything. He's played at a smaller school. He's inconsistent, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, Buffalo hits on a guy like that who transforms their franchise. The thing about Will Levis is, can he make the right decision? Can he throw the ball accurately? Because at some point in the NFL – you have to be able to do that, all right? Can he do that? Well, that remains to be seen. But I got to tell you, standing next to Will Levis last year at the Manning mm-hmm. Passing Academy, the only I'm not a small person, all right? And the only thing I can say is that dude dwarfed me. He is gigantic. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people would fall in love with his attributes. Now, as far as who the safest pick is, I think C.J. Stroud is definitely the safest pick because here's a guy who has got the athletic ability for sure but also looks like a really good passer and a very good leader. Yeah. And, um, you know, if, if, if I would, wanted to, you know, bet the house on somebody, you know, C.J. Stroud wouldn't be a bad guy to bet the house on. But like I said before, I like Bryce Young a lot. And... I know that uh, one of the reasons I, I went, the only really reason I went to watch Alabama practice at the, before the Sugar Bowl, and I think that was the only Alabama practice that was open uh, yeah. during the season. That's what the Alabama people told me. I went to watch Alabama practice at the Sugar Bowl because I just wanted to watch Bryce Young. And the, the, guy's, the guy's very polished and very good. Like I said, if he was 6'1", uh, there would be there would be no doubt about who would be the first pick in this draft. Right. And look, well, Anthony every... Richardson. Everybody's talking about yes. Anthony Richardson. Right. Anthony Richardson, I can understand why people would fall in love with the guy. When mm-hmm. I saw him play in Baton Rouge two years ago, 
I was like, wow, look at this. He's dude. unstoppable. Yeah. He is he is big, fast, and he's got a cannon. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people like Anthony Richardson. But for right. whatever reason, it didn't come together this year for him mm-hmm. at Florida. Listen, he's again, he had a different coach. Let's let's you know, let's be fair. Yeah, let's they be had a fair. Different, different exactly. coach, a little bit different system, so who knows? You're, part of this is trying to project as compared to looking at a finished product. Uh, where Levis is concerned and where Richardson is concerned, they're big guys. I mean, Levis is 6'4", 229, 230, big hands. You know, he's got a got a pedigree, you know, with a father that played football. His mother was an All-American soccer player. So there's all of those things, and, you know, most of the scouting projections have him as a not only a starter but a plus starter. And then, of course, with Richardson, it's all over the place. You just don't know what uh, what is going to happen there. You you've had, you think you have an idea, but again, it's going to be one of those situations where somebody has to pull the trigger and take a shot, which, of course, leads us to the Saints. And as we said a thousand times, we're at 29, but don't count on that because they like to trade up. And if they get to a certain point in the first round and they have that one guy clearly in mind, they have a chance to trade up, they'll do it. Uh, that will not be a quarterback if they sign Derek Carr. It, it could be a quarterback if they do not sign Derek Carr. So then it becomes a matter of who do they like and who's going to be there when they have an opportunity to get him. Young figures to go top 10, Stroud figures to go top 10, Levis figures to go top 10. Beyond that, we'll see. Hooker's a possibility. If they do their homework and decide that he's healthy enough and recovered. And Richardson, of course, is the other. But with regard to Carr, you know, the news of this past week, Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis met with him again. Very positive reports. Allen gushing about Carr and his ability. And Loomis saying it was a very positive visit. But then the Jets met with him again, and Robert Sala said he it was a fantastic visit, using his words, and, and that he's a special guy and all of these things, and the Panthers had a chance to talk to them. I really think it's the Saints and Jets. That, that's just my my take on following the whole situation. And I don't know how it's going to end, but the Saints are all in, clearly, on trying to get Derek Carr. Well, you know, what's interesting to me is, is that um, the Jets are trying to keep Derek Carr on the hook as they wait for Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean... That's, a, that's an interesting dance. And, and as I've said all along, I think Derek Carr's best option is with the New Orleans Saints. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And, uh, you know, Dennis Allen is gushing over him because he's recruiting him. But I also think that one other thing has happened here is that what's happened here as well is that you're seeing that the market for Derek Carr is maybe not as big as he thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because right now it's three teams. So, and I think the issue there is money, as much as anything. And people have sure it emailed me. People have emailed me left and right about, well, if they don't get Carr, what about this veteran quarterback? All right, so name me one other veteran quarterback that's out there right now that you really think would be an upgrade, not a significant upgrade, but an upgrade. Can you name one? No, I, 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 I can't. Me either. I can't. Look, and I, I understand. Look, 
I, I like Derek Carr. People have told me you don't like Derek Carr. What's well, yeah, not true. I, right? I, I don't I don't like Derek Carr at 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 giving up a third round draft choice and giving him forty two million dollars in guaranteed money. All right. As far as the way the contract was structured, now if you can structure structure the contract, okay. If you can structure the contract where it's cap friendly for the Saints for the next few years. Then I don't I don't have any problem with it, all right. But I don't think the Saints should not have given away the farm, and and they did. And I think they read the market right, and I still think they're going to get it. I really do. But the one thing they didn't want to do is 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 take on another bad contract. And I think if they would have taken on that contract, that's a bad contract to take on. That's all I've said. Now, do I think yes. he's a great quarterback? No. Is he an upgrade? Obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I think at, at some point there's a price point, don't you think? Yes. I think it. You do. You do have a breaking point. But because you're all in, if you have to overpay, you will. I'm, I'm just convinced that that's the case because of what I just said. Number one, there are no other really good veteran options out there for you to improve the most important position on your team. And number two, your ability to get the guy you want in the draft is going to be hampered by the fact that you're 29th and the top three will certainly be gone, if not the top four or all five. And again, you have to really like that guy. So here would be <laughs> my ideal scenario. And my ideal scenario for the New Orleans Saints would be to sign Carr, which is an upgrade over what they have. And as I've said before, and just like you, people can be critical of my thoughts as well, but my thoughts are simple. Derek Carr's an upgrade. He's a better player than Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. Is he a great player? No. Is he a real good player? No. Is he a pretty good player? Yes. Is he real good at times? Yes. Is he average to mediocre at times? Yes. Uh, but you have to look at the overall picture and the relative ability of the player and how it might project and how a change of scenery may benefit him. And I think all those things point to him because then if you do that, you still have this first round pick and this second round pick. If you have that first round pick and you have cars secured, what is the most immediate need that the New Orleans Saints have other than quarterback? Running back. Absolutely. Who's the best running back in the draft? I'll tell you a guy I really like, okay? And I don't know where where he's going to wind up at, but I really like Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs I is good. He, I think he's he, good. I think he's a stud. All right. Tajay Spears would be a good Ta second or Ta third Ta round Spears option. Is very good yeah. as well. If he could, if he, if you know, he, second or third round, certainly, you know, size would be a little bit of a concern, but he can play. But the guy to me that's the, the best running back in the draft is B. John Robinson. Uh, he's of Texas. He's, yeah, a, he's a very good player. He, he can do it all. I mean, right. Robinson is he, he's quick. He's fast enough, strong. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's a willing blocker. Now, the issue there is that I've seen mock drafts where he's all over the place. As high as fifth overall to as low as 28th overall. Well, the Saints pick 29th. And we all know about how NFL teams look at running backs in the draft. They have kind of frowned upon them in the first round. But if you have addressed your quarterback need and you have a, a vast, vast need and a gigantic hole, which you do have at running back, 
then I think you do address that position in the first round if that player is there. This would be the guy in my mind because we all know Alvin Kamara is going to miss time. It's a matter of how much and when. We did not guilty this past week, so now the court case will proceed barring any other developments starting July 31st. And you would think it would be concluded by the start of the season. So therefore, whatever discipline is going to take place will be for this season. Therefore, what do you have at running back? You've got Eno Benjamin. You've got Dwayne Washington. I mean, you absolutely positively have to go out and get yourself a significant running back. And the way to do that, if you have the quarterback in tow, would be in the draft. Well, I can tell you, Kenny, I'm, I, I really like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's a tremendous player. And um, if the Saints wind up with him, I think that would be a tremendous pick because I think Jameer Gibbs is big time. Big time. Speed, the ability to shift gears. And look, Tajay Spears would be a, a great pick. I just don't think he's going in the first round. No, he's not. But I do, I mean, but I do think he could go in the second. And if the Saints went with that option, then I don't think, you know, it's kind of aligning, right? You know, if the Saints decide to go de-tackle or, or somewhere else, or which, which I think they have a need there, don't you? Yes. If they, if they decide to go defensive line in the first round, then with, in that second pick, then I think they definitely have to consider Tajay Spears. I'm looking at the, you know, NFL.com player rating. Bijan Robinson a 6.8. He's six foot two, 25. Very high production score, first in a position. Very high athleticism score, fourth of the position. Overall, the number one running back listed in the draft, and a guy that does everything well. He's exceptional in all phases of the game, you know, and I think. Lance Erline does a good job with his analysis over the years, watching him, uh, you know, to uh, to project over the years. And, I mean, the best comparison would be Saquon Barkley, and I think this guy might be more talented. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, not as big, 5'11", 200. His draft projection is 6.37. His production score is the seventh among NFL running, among running backs ranked by NFL.com. Athleticism, sixth among running backs. Overall score, fifth among running backs for Gibbs. And Zerline likes him too, but doesn't think he would be the inside runner that you absolutely want on a consistent basis in the NFL. So again, I think where Gibbs is concerned, if you can get him outside of the first round, sure, same thing with Spears. But in the first round, Bijan Robinson's the guy, no doubt about it. Well, see what happens. If you're picking at 29, you're not going to get him. No, that's what I'm saying. But again, the whole trade-up concept, they target that player, and they do it all the time, and that's fully anticipated that they'll go that route. Again, if they see that player there and it's a the guy they want, I fully expect that that's going to be what transpires. So stay tuned. Uh, I'm interested to see. I will take a time out here, 504-260-1061, more of the Saints, and we'll get into the Pelicans as well, a loser last night. When we return, glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgater Show continues following this brief timeout here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com.
When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfasts with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. From local town councils to Capitol Hill, agents who are realtors are standing up for what's right. We're here protecting property rights, here advocating for the issues that affect our neighborhoods, here championing fair and equitable housing for all. Because we are realtors, bound by a code of ethics, driven to serve our communities. We're here for it all, here for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured in a crash and the insurance company is forcing you to play defense, it's easy to make the wrong move. Don't let them cost you a big win. Demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. It could be a game-changing decision. Supporting the Saints, fighting for Saints fans, that's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22 Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. Ken and Ed continuing on this Saturday morning. I'm at University Center in Hammond, where the first game for game will be underway at noon between John Curtis Christian and Lafayette for the Select Division One title. Full coverage at WrestleCitySports.com. All right, Ed, so what other specific needs must the Saints address? You mentioned defensive line. Just your thoughts on what they absolutely must address. Well, I think they've got to, they've got to get a big receiver that can go over the middle. I think that's a... a something that they've got to have. I think they've got to upgrade their offense. They, they've got to have, they obviously have got to do something at running back. That is a, that is a, a huge need for them. And, uh, and I think they've got to get somebody as receiver. And I think defensive tackle is also a need. You know, and um, then in free agency, I mean, they've got to, they've got to hang on to Caden Ellis, don't you think? Yeah, oh, I think that's a must. 
one way or the other. I mean, you've got a nice future there, you know, with two young linebackers, you know, who can play, Pete Warner and Kane Nelson. And I, I think it's essential to bring Ellis back. Yes, agreed. I mean, guy, guy played great. I mean, he was just really good when he got the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I, I think you've got you to hang on to him. And, uh, but I think defensive tackle is, defensive tackle is definitely a need area. And, you know, and, and then you can make an argument that an offensive line is, is a place that I, I think they would definitely look. Now, I don't think they'll look in the first round for an offensive line. But, but, uh, yeah. Look, I, I, I just think that uh, if, if, if you are fortunate enough to get Derek Carr, then you've got to get some weapons on the field around him. And, you know, Juwan Johnson had a very nice season. Uh, Rashid Shaheen was a tremendous uh, find. Chris Olave had a very good rookie year. But you got to put some other guys around those guys who can make some plays. I mean, Kenny, if you look at the Saints offense, in 2020, they scored 30 points a game. In 2021, they scored 22 points a game. Last year, they scored 19 points a game. And they were yeah. very excited. All right? And you've got to right. do something about that. You, you do. You can't, you can't hold people to seven points every every week and hoping that you win. No, and I think that, that gets back to the whole concept of discussing the quarterback position and the productivity. Look, you can do anything you want with numbers. And the numbers for Andy Dalton were pretty good overall. Not outstanding, but pretty good. We all know about the quarterback rating, and even you have pointed out he had higher numbers than Derek Carr and everything else. Uh, those numbers don't mean much at all. What matters is this offense couldn't score. That's what matters. It's all about whether you can produce and whether you can score enough to win games. And they could not. So you can do anything you want with numbers. Sometimes they tell a story, sometimes they do not. But the fact of the matter is, what you just pointed out is 100% accurate. They weren't good enough. They did not score enough points to win NFL games with any degree of consistency. The game at Tampa Bay was the perfect example. The defense played great for over three quarters. Defense finally cracked and they lost because you know, their offense couldn't score and didn't score. I mean, and that was the same thing with the final game of the season. Now they go down the field in their first possession against Carolina. And you think it's gonna be a great performance and then their offense sputters and does nothing the rest of the way while their defense keeps them in the game. And that just can't happen anymore, which is why they have to make change at quarterback, which is why they're going to have to upgrade their wide receiver position one way or the other. And then there's that whole discussion, oh, maybe Michael Thomas will come back after all. Well, why would that have changed between now and maybe a month or two ago? I ask you that question because they restructured his contract clearly with the idea of moving on from him. Uh, would there be anything here that might be tied to keeping him because of the possible addition of Derek Carr? No. I don't think so either. Uh, I, I mean, I, I saw that you know, one report, and I, I don't see it. I've been wrong before, but I don't see that happening. I just think they're going to look in a different direction. When you consider everything that's gone down, the pay, the pay involved, uh, not only the lack of productivity, but the lack of availability, and of course the whole situation that went down when he didn't do what the organization wanted him to do. So. I see them moving on, and I agree with you. A big receiver would be uh, the route to go, given 
the two smaller guys they have that can go down the field and make plays. So you know, they do have Juwan Johnson in the you know in the intermediate possession reception game, but you need a wide receiver of that ilk, and I don't think they have that right now either. As for offensive line, I think you and I agree they're going to give Trevor Penning the job at left tackle. I think we're going to see Ruiz continue at right guard, McCoy continue at center, and Ramchek at right tackle. The question becomes, who plays left guard? Do you run it back with Andrews Peter? You know, have you seen enough of that? And do you want to maybe give James Hurst a chance, or Throckmorton, who you resign? Well, I mean, you know, look, uh, I never, I never really understood the whole Pete resign there for the deal that he got. I never really understood. That. No, we said that at the time. It's not a second guess. It's not a criticism of Pete. He's a he's a you know he's an adequate you know guy who can play different spots. But he's never been an outstanding player. And as I've said over and over again, completely disregard the three Pro Bowls. The Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything anymore. It used to mean a lot. You know when you and I, among others, ponder. Saints Hall of Fame candidates. We always look at Pro Bowl appearances and such, but I think there's a cutoff point for that where you say, up until then, it meant a lot in terms of a resume. Now, it really doesn't mean a lot. You got guys going through that game, it's not even a game anymore, that are not at the top level in the NFL. And I think Pete is certainly a clear example of that. So no, this is not a second guess. You and I both question the move at the time. I think it was an organization doubling down on their investment. I think you got a guy that you know can't play hurt, gets hurt too much, and when he does play, he's a solid but nothing special player. I think I think that's a fair assessment. Solid but nothing special. Well, I mean, the, the, the lack of availability is, is the thing that just drives you crazy. You know? I mean, it'd be, it'd be a different story if he was on the field every week. Agree? Well, I think so. I mean, look, they had to make that call from Teron Armstead, and they moved on. Now, he's older, but they had to make that call, and, of course, he missed some games this year with Miami, which is not a surprise. And he's a great player. And Teron Armstead, in my mind, is a surefire Saints Hall of Fame inductee eventually. But the Saints had to make that decision. They moved on from the money. With Pete, they're going to take a hit if they move on. But if you're going to do it, it would seem that now would be the time to do it. Yeah, I think so. Wouldn't disagree with that at all. And defensive line, you got the same decision to make with Marcus Davenport. If you can get him on a friendlier financial deal, maybe you keep him. Uh, Peyton Turner's got to show that he can play in the NFL and get on the field, first of all. You can't play if you can't get on the field. David Onyemata is kind of a, he's, he's a trick bag because you need rotational players inside. And at his best, he's pretty good, but he hasn't been quite what they thought he would be. I think the organization looked at him as a guy that would be a breakout player and be a really good player, but that didn't happen. And so there's, that's a bit of a dilemma too because you need uh, an anchor inside and you need a rotational player. And the guys they have, at defensive tackle uh, would best be described as average rotational players. And don't be surprised if they take a rush in. Don't be shocked. Don't which be would shocked be, 
Well, but that would be amazing because they've done it with Davenport and with Turner. How many times are you going to go there? Don't be, you know, don't be surprised if they do. You if took they see a guy there, if they see a guy there, but I, but I'll, I'll tell you a guy I like is Carl Granderson. He just, he okay. just shows up and plays every day. He's, he's a solid player. And he's a solid player. And the thing that, that Carl Granderson does is Carl Granderson's available. All right? Yes, he is. Always. And, and always available, reliable, available, good yep. player. But don't be surprised if they go rush in. Don't be shocked. No doubt. Oh, there's no question. Look, he's he's a solid player. I understand if you feel like the best player on the board plays that position, but that's not a route I would go. I mean, that's that's just my opinion. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. Well, as I say all know, the look, time, but I, I just don't see that. I think that I don't either. But if there's a guy out there that has dropped who you think is absolutely going to be a very good player, you got to take it. And we've had this discussion before. I go back to 2000, whatever it was, four or whatever. And Jim Haslick took Will Smith. I was like, Will Smith? I told Jim. I said, Jim, you got a lot of defensive ends. And he said, you know what? This guy's going to be a great player. Not a good player, a great player. And Jim Haslick was right. The rest of us were wrong. Yep, he was a very good player. All right, we owe you a timeout. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. When we return, following this brief timeout, we'll get into the Pelicans. The loser last night, what's to come, where they're going. That and more as we continue with the 3 0 Radio Show. Ken and Ed, Rudy Dixon, our producer, here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry. The Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. 
It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code WIN for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code WIN for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code WIN. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell with a customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So, you've got an oil change coming up. Consider STP Conventional High Mileage to save on motor oil for your everyday vehicle. Right now, you can get 5 quarts with an STP oil filter for only $26.99. Do the complete job for the right price. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. At the Home Depot, we know the world is a messy place. Keeping it clean takes science. That's why businesses everywhere have long trusted cleaning products from Ecolab to take on the toughest messes. And now, that level of clean is available for your home. Introducing Ecolab Scientific Clean, a full line of professional-grade cleaning products for all your home's needs. So you can clean like you mean business. Now available exclusively at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. The New Orleans Pelicans fell short at San Francisco last night, losing to the defending champion Golden State Warriors, 108-99. to at uh, most of this game, it was nip and tuck. It was back and forth, about even. But when it mattered most, Golden State stepped up. The Pelicans had a 93-92 lead with under four minutes to play. And Golden State dominated the rest of the way. They outscored the Pelicans 16-6. New Orleans missed four of its last five field goal attempts, missed two of its last four free throw attempts, and committed a turnover while Golden State was scoring. And one team looked like champion when it mattered. The other did not. Disappointing because 
they were in position uh, to win this game, and they were in position to win it despite the fact that Brandon Ingram only scored 17 points after scoring 40 against Portland. Ingram only got 16 shots. Uh, they double-teamed him much in the night. They, they blitzed him often, and they also played Jonathan Kaminga on him, who was very long and athletic. And despite it, Ingram only scored 16, and uh, the Pelicans had a chance. They, they just couldn't close the deal. They just didn't have enough firepower, Ed. Yeah, they're currently yeah they're currently tenth, tied for tenth with Utah at 31-33. So they're tied for tenth. So I mean that's that's it. Right, exactly. So you know, look, uh, I think it all depends on one thing. You know, Zion comes back. If not, they're going to be hyped and down to make the plays. Well, they're, they're 31 and 33. So they've only got 18 games left. I mean, there's Correct. some skeptics out there that say he's not going to play again. And I get it. Because we've been there, done that before. And people have asked me too. And I said, look, just, just as an example, you got 18 left. Say you've got 10 games left. And he, or even as many as 12. And he's cleared to play and you're in the race to make the play-in, well, you gotta play. If it's more like five to eight games left and you're out of it or you're trailing by a, you know, a fairly significant margin, would you bring him back? I mean, these are all you know, speculative questions, but we live in a speculative world when it comes to Zion Williamson, and that's been the case ever since he's been here. Well, you know, also, Kenny, uh, you know, when he comes back, is he going to be on the minutes restriction again? Yeah. How much Certainly. Is he play? Yeah, what kind of condition can he be in? It's not like he had an upper body injury. It's a leg injury, so you can't condition yourself the way you need to when you're out with a leg injury. And that's, that's the issue for me. So the answer is absolutely he'd be limited in terms of minutes and and you know how long he could go and how effective so and you'd have to fit him in uh, with the rest but I mean look last night no Valanchunas you know still out no Larry Nance of course no Williamson so they get hammered 43 to 29 on the boards that was a big part of the defeat they, they just they've not been a good rebounding team all year long and that's largely because of the injury situation they've had well, you know, there's also something else going on here, too, right? And um, what I thought was a very interesting development in the NBA. If you go back to 2012, remember when Tom Benson bought the Hornets? He bought them for $352 million. Yeah. And there was a lot of folks who second-guessed that. Well... I thought it was interesting this week that 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks sold for $875. Yeah. What do you think of that investment now? Yeah, no doubt. I think it's a pretty good one, don't you? Yeah, without a doubt, certainly. And, you know, when I, when I hear that stuff, I'm like, really? Uh, you know, people were, were really... We're really critical at the time, and I couldn't believe it. 
I was like, well, let's see what that franchise has worth in five to ten years. And yeah. now we see. And I know there was an evalu evaluation by Forbes, which they do every year. And they had the Pelicans as the least, uh, in 2022, the least value in the NBA franchise at yeah. $1.6 Yep. So in 10 years, you've doubled your money twice. Yep. That was a pretty good investment. The other element of last night's game that was perplexing is Josh Richardson missed the game for quote-unquote personal reasons. So, you know, you are missing too many guys. And I know the... Excuse me. I know the Warriors are without Curry. But now you don't have Richardson. You don't have Nance. You don't have Valanciunas, and you don't have Williamson. I mean, this team has been behind the eight ball all season long. Everybody deals with injuries, but the Pelicans and the Warriors, the two teams that played last night, have been the two largest examples of teams that just haven't been able to get their key players on the floor with any degree of persistence. Well, don't know what to say about that. Um, you know, I think I, the, the whole Brandon Ingram absence, as long as he was out, was perplexing. The Zion situation, um, you got to wonder if he's ever in his career going to play anywhere close to 82 yeah. games. And, yeah. um, you know, and Willie Green's going to have to juggle that each and every year. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. You know, Denver. Number one last night over the Grizzlies. So they're six games up on Memphis. Denver's going to win the West. Uh, they're that good in terms of the regular season, number one seed. Memphis is second, but they're only a game ahead of Sacramento. How about the Kings now? They've won five in a row. Solid third position. Pelicans go there next. And that's been quite a story. Of course, Phoenix with Durant. They won again last night. So they're fourth. Golden State has now won five in a row. They're up to fifth. Dallas, you know, with Irving and Doncic both scoring 40 in their last game is sixth. Minnesota playing better is now seventh. The Clippers are in a deep dive. They've lost five in a row. Westbrook has not helped them at all. They're eighth. Utah's ninth. They're kind of in the middle in terms of whether they're in or out, along with the Pelicans tied for a ninth with Utah. The Lakers you know, are right there. A game back, as you mentioned earlier. Oklahoma City and Portland, only a game and a half back. So I ask you, who can the Pelicans beat to make the play-in? The Clippers have lost five in a row. Maybe they can catch them. Utah in the same boat as New Orleans, as the way I see it. The Lakers looked like they were going to make a run, but then LeBron gets hurt. So who knows? So right now, I mean, I ask you, who... Who can the Pelicans beat of that group to be able to make the top 10? Can they beat out the Clippers? Can they beat out Utah? Can they beat out Minnesota? Can they beat out the Lakers? I mean, it, that's that's the question. Who can they beat? Because they're not going to catch Golden State at this pace. They're not going to catch Phoenix, Sacramento, Denver, or Memphis, no doubt. Well, you know, Kenny, what's amazing is, is that Utah's rebuilding, right? Yes. They traded their best player, right? Right, right. They're, 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 they're traded, they got rid of their two best players. Yes. And, and, and yet, look where they are. 
Well, market has been really good. And yes, that's why I said they're not all in. I said they're kind of in the middle about right. what they're trying to accomplish right now. I think their their eyes are on the future, not right now. So, whereas, and the same thing with the Thunder, you know, who lost their number one draft pick before the season even started. And they've got a pretty good future if he comes back and plays well. The Clippers, you know, everybody thought they improved themselves with the trade deadline. Doesn't look like it. Minnesota, you know, they've been without Carl Anthony Towns much of the year. Dallas with these two guys playing together. Obviously, they're better with those two together. Whether they mesh uh, is another story. And Golden State, they're just going to go up because Curry, Curry's going to come back, what, as early as next week? So uh, you're not going to catch them. So best bet for the Pelicans is to make a play-in spot, and, and that's that's the best you can hope for at this stage. Well, I mean, look. When you when you look at you look at what what Utah did, they traded John Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and they have the same record as the Pelicans. If you would have told me before the season started that they would have the same record as the Pelicans, I would have told you you were crazy. Oh, I agree with you 100. percent I I don't think there's uh, you know there's any thought process that would have been other. You would have liked the, the Pelicans to be right there, and you would have thought Utah would have been starting over again. I just Again, think again. You got to give that organization credit for what they've been able to do. It's been pretty solid, to say the least. All right, it's 504-260-1061. To join us one more time out, one more segment. To wrap it up when we continue, they're getting ready for the opening game here. Tell you all about it when we return in just a moment. Here from University Center in Hammond, Ken Frayham with Ed Daniels through Joe Getty Show here on 1061FMNASH.com and at NASHFM1061.com. I can't believe tax season is here already. But look at all this info I have to enter. Phil's small accounting firm is growing in numbers. Why didn't I take that typing class in high school? A data entry specialist could really help him in a crunch. I got blisters on my fingers! Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to My Computer Career and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. This is Kevin. Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again. Rhino Shield. Oh, 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 Rhino. 
Don't risk getting stranded with a bad battery. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts test your battery for free. If it needs to be replaced, get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with purchase of select Superstart batteries. For power, performance, and reliability, choose Superstart batteries at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey, not away. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no! Pizza, pizza! Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Last chance today, call the Three Tailgater Show at 260-1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. And live here at the University Center, we have our prayer and our national anthem about to take place. So I'll try to keep it as low as I possibly can as we get ready for the opening game between John Christmas and Lafayette. So, Ed, I'll let you carry the conversation for about 30 seconds or so and we get through this because I don't want to... I want to be respectful here That's of the Corps National Anthem taking place here. Lord, thank you for all the volunteers. Thank you, Kevin. That that's interesting. Here to serve. Uh, and we give you praise, honor, you look and at some Lord, of these mock drafts, and a couple Amen. of these mock drafts have the Saints taking an edge rusher, which I think is Yeah, look, there are a lot of places they could do. Look, we've got John Curtis and Lafayette uh, coming up here momentarily here in the Select Division One now, State Championship game. And as mentioned, they didn't play this year. They did play in the All-State Sugar Bowl National Prep Classic last year. And it was a fantastic game, a game that I covered that Curtis won 69-66. But uh, it's a year later, different teams. I watched both teams yesterday. I think it's an even matchup. Lafayette's got more size, uh, and they're equally as athletic. So I think it's... Uh, it's one of those games. I think it's an even matchup. I really do. Uh, Curtis is a young team. They're going to need young players to come through, in particular. Des Dunas has been really good. So, good matchup. Curtis, the one seed, Lafayette, the two seed. Of course, as mentioned, we'll have full coverage at CrestonCitySports.com. You can follow my tweets here coming up shortly as the game gets started. And we'll have a game story up on the game afterwards. The first of five championships here should be played today to conclude the girls' championships here in Hammond. 
kudos to our friends here at Southeastern for doing a good job considering they had a lot of issues here this week because of internet outage across the whole campus, which has been a real issue, to say the least. It's nice to bring a hotspot with you, I'll say that for sure. Hopefully no such problems in Lake Charles next week with the boys as we look forward to full coverage of the boys' championship next week in Hammond. So that's going to about do it for us today. Edward, it's always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Look forward to going next week again. All right, man. You take care. You have a great weekend. Plan on it. And what do they think, Rudy Dixon? Good job. Well done. Thanks to our sponsors for making it happen. Our listeners, we appreciate you very much. A couple of people that talked to me last night, they said they listen all the time. And we appreciate you for doing so. A reminder that Monday night, scheduled to have sports talk we'll see what happens with basketball but again we have national four and at six coming up on monday schedule for that. until then ken Clayhead saying thank you for joining us and be a good sport god bless you one and all we are rounding third heading home so long